feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, this is Rita Cosby. The video and the audio you're about to hear is stunning. And coming up tonight on the show, we are going to be talking to former Westchester County Executive and New York GOP Governor's Candidate, Rob Astorino. He obtained the video that everybody is talking about, 51 minutes from a Westchester Police Sergeant's body cam And by the way, the way that Rob Astorino got it was through a Freedom of Information Act. He had to force the courts to turn it over because he was coming out and saying, listen, there are all these sneaky in the middle of the night flights filled of illegal immigrants coming into Westchester County Airport in New York. And people were saying, well, how do you know? Well, I talk to people there. I have, you know, listen, he's a Westchester County executive, has been around the community for a long time. And he said, listen, I've talked to authorities. I know for a fact that this is happening. And he came out and was talking about it a few months ago. Well, he said, listen, there's got to be body cam footage. If all these sergeants and all these officials were out there and members of the ICE and TSA and everybody else, you know, sneaking them in in the dead of night, not just into Westchester, but of course around the country too as well. We've heard of reports in Tennessee and we've heard in reports and, you know, in uh, Michigan and we've heard reports all over the place. And Rob Astorino got the blockbuster footage that basically bears witness to the fact that this administration has been sneaking people in at all hours of the day and night. And why are they sneaking them in? Well, the reason is they're not supposed to be bringing them in. A lot of them are also young men. Remember, they said, oh, they're bringing in young kids and they're processing them and they're separated from their families. Uh, These young kids look like, you know, like guys almost in their 20s and 30s. And also what is happening, too, is the conversation that is captured on the videotape is very, very powerful and also extremely damaging. And it basically shows that the workers there, the federal contractors that are hired by the U.S. government, the Biden administration, know that they are crossing the line. They know that what they are doing is wrong and they are captured on tape talking about it, saying, oh, we got to keep this quiet. We can't have the media here. Uh, This is basically a betrayal of the American public. So don't tell anybody about it. That's why they're sneaking them in in the middle of the night. And we know for a fact that this year, crossing the border, it's been almost 2 million people crossed the border in a year's time. It is unbelievable. What do you make of this? First off, here is Claudia Tenney. She is Congresswoman from New York. And this is her reaction to the audio you're about to hear in a second. Here is what she says it basically reveals. Uh, This is a complete aggravated dereliction of duty, which is why last night on Twitter I called for Joe Biden to be impeached and removed. His primary obligation as the commander in chief and the president of the United States is to enforce our laws, to live up to his oath, uh, to enforce our border security and also to tell the truth to the American people. This footage was unearthed by a FOIL request from 
former Westchester uh, County Executive Rob Astorino, and where is the current uh, County Executive, uh, Executive Latimer, not doing anything about yeah. the fact that these migrants are coming in at the taxpayer's expense, not being vetted as far as we know. Yeah, they are just coming in, being snuck in the middle of the night. Why else do you fly them in the middle of the night? And remember when these reports came out about the flights into Westchester at first? They're like, no, it's not happening. And then, of course, it came out that, yes, indeed, it's happening. How concerned are you? And what do you think should happen to the Biden administration? It is caught on tape. And you hear federal contractors saying it is, quote, a betrayal to the American public. Take a listen to some of the conversation that goes on. This is from the body cam footage of this contractor. Take a listen. You don't want to be somewhere where the spotlight is here. You want to try to keep it as down low as possible. A lot of this is just... No, I, I get it. I just, like I said... stuff that we don't tell people. Because what we don't want to do is attract attention... We don't want the media. Yeah. Like, we don't even know where we're going when they tell us. We don't even know where we're going. You don't want to tell the media. You want to keep it low. You want to be able to keep an eye on things. You want to be aware. We don't even know what's going on. It is insane. This is America. And these flights are happening across the country. Here's a little bit more, and this is just absolutely damning. I get the whole secrecy and all this but this is even about my so why? Betraying the American people. These contractors know what they're doing is not appropriate. It's a lie to the American people. They know that they are also aware of what's going on. They know that this is being snuck in in the middle of the night. And yet they're not doing anything about it. They're like, keep it low, keep it low. It is all captured on videotape. Everything that Rob Astorino said, and again, he's going to come up in just about 10 minutes or so to explain exactly how he got this, what he thinks it means, and what this means for the Biden administration. You heard Claudia Tenney says she thinks that this could rise to the level of impeachment. She thinks this is a dereliction of duty of what's happening on the border. And this is Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis after she saw and heard the damning videotape. Aiding and abetting illegal immigration is a violation of the law, and you have it coming from the president of the United States. It's completely unacceptable. The Supreme Court ruled that he had to reinstate remain in Mexico. He has clearly not done that. Uh, in addition to that, you know that the drug cartels are making billions and billions of dollars every month human trafficking, drug trafficking. We have the highest rate of fentanyl deaths in this country among 18 to 45 year olds. It's a leading cause of death. And yet this president is on the side of the drug cartels and not the American people. Yeah. What is he doing with those open borders? And what is he doing sneaking them in in the dead of night? I think it's embarrassing. It is outrageous. And today it also coincides with Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, who had a big press conference where he revealed that last year alone, they seized crossing the border 222 million lives could have been taken from the amount of fentanyl that they seized. 222 million people would have died with the amount of fentanyl just last year that crossed the border. And by the way, and we're going to be talking about this also later on in the show, um, as today the wake took place, of Jason Rivera in New York, that cop who was killed in the ambush, which was just such a horrible, horrible story. He and his partner both killed. Well, 
Now we know that in Texas, the guy who killed the deputy last weekend, what a surprise. He crossed the border illegally. He was an illegal immigrant who shouldn't have been in this country and had an outstanding arrest warrant in El Salvador for murder and also had drug charges in America, too, as well. He had warrants uh, both in America and Mexico, and he killed a deputy last weekend. This is why we have to protect our borders. This is why we got to monitor our borders. This is why we got to know who's coming in. They don't even know who's coming in. They're sneaking them in in the middle of the night. As you just heard, it is outrageous. And here's a little bit of Texas Governor Greg Abbott today talking about what they have found on the southern border. And again, remember, they're all being flown to different cities across the country, including Westchester. And here's Greg Abbott. One lawbreaker that we are having to wage legal action against is the president of the United States. There are laws passed by the United States Congress that the president is not enforcing. There are United States constitutional provisions that the president is not upholding. Somebody has to hold the president accountable for his abandonment of the rule of law in this country. And it is you all, the attorney generals across the entire country. And again, we have on that videotape obtained by our guest who's coming up in just a few minutes, Rob Astorino, the former New York, current New York gubernatorial candidate, former executive from Westchester County, saying you hear on the videotape with two officials speaking and including a DHS federal contractor saying, yes, you know what, we got to keep this quiet because it's, quote, a betrayal of the American people. To me, that is absolutely outrageous. They know what they're doing and they're hiding it. And they're shipping these people in the dead of night because they don't want us, taxpayers who are footing the bill, to know about it. The number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And we will talk with Rob Astorino, who obtained that video after the break. Rita Cosby is on. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. It is outrageous, this audio that we are playing from the video that was obtained by our next guest, former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, current GOP candidate for New York governor. And it shows basically 51 minutes of a conversation from a body cam footage, indeed confirming what Rob has been saying all along, that these migrants have been shipped in the middle of the night secretly into Westchester County Airport, and the contractors who've been handling it know it is not right. They know that this is not what the American public wants. That's why they're being snuck in. They're told to basically hide it away from media. Don't tell anybody. And again, here is a little bit of one of, I think, the most damning parts from the body cam footage. Take a listen where a contractor says, yes, it is, quote, a betrayal of the American people. I get the whole secrecy and all this but this is even about my thing. You know why? Because I get out, the government's betraying the American people. The government's betraying the American people. And joining us now is former Westchester County executive and current GOP candidate for New York governor, Rob Astorino. Rob, this is so 
damning and stunning. Um, I want you to first tell me how you got the tape, because it wasn't like they were handing it over. You had to get it through uh, through the courts. Explain it. Well, it's great to be with you, Rita, as always. And, you know, I knew that these flights were coming into Westchester County Airport since last summer, right? And I, I broke it in August. I talked about it on your show. And um, and then we were lied to. You know, I, I saw with my own eyes who was getting off those planes. I, I videoed it and put it on my own Twitter account. And when I had a press conference August 13th to demand answers, what do you think happened? They called me a racist. That's all they know, right? So you ask a question and they don't want to answer it. They call you a racist. So I kept pressing because, look, there are thousands of, of migrants, undocumented um, immigrants coming into our community, and we know nothing about where they're going, how many schools they're being put into. I know for a fact they're going into our local schools. We were told they weren't. They're going into Westchester, Long Island, and the surrounding suburbs. We pay for the services. They're going to the hospitals. All of these add up to our taxpayers. But they kept lying and deflecting and saying it wasn't true and it was only unaccompanied children. I know for a fact, Rita, that there were men. There were, you know, healthy men getting off those planes, being put on buses. And in one instance, they went, they were literally driven by a coach bus to a port uh, in Port Chester to a Costco parking lot. The bus opens up, they get off the bus, they get into waiting cars, and they go. Who are they? We have no idea. What's their vaccination status? Since I have to tell my vaccination status if I want to go into a restaurant in New York City, my kids have to wear masks in school, all this nonsense. We have no idea. I mean, this is obviously a public safety issue, too. Who's coming into our neighborhoods? We have no idea. And they will not tell us the answers to this. The government has been lying to the American people, and it is completely and utterly out of control. And there is no border anymore. And I think that's by design by the Biden administration, who they have now taken this crisis, which is on the southern border, and they've flown it into communities all around the country so the crisis is now spread around the entire nation. Well, you know, it's interesting, Rob. I've talked to so many immigration officials, and they have said, and I've been down to the border, too, and seen how porous it is. But a lot of immigration officials basically say, what's happened with the Biden administration and the open border? And just like you said, not even checking for vaccination. And there's so many issues here. Um, I also just talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, the guy who killed the deputy in um, Texas over the weekend. Turns out he had a murder warrant in Mexico oh and he God. shouldn't have been in the country at all and had an arrest warrant in America, too, as well. I mean, it's horrible. Um, and so they're not vetting them for health reasons, for you know criminal backgrounds, all of that stuff. And then here they are sneaking. They've made every town a border town by doing yeah. this. Uh, isn't that the message when you see them coming in? And why else would they be doing it in the middle of the night and not telling anybody about it? Well, of course, when I asked that back in August, um, you know, even Jen Psaki was asked that at a White House press briefing, and she completely poo-pooed the idea. And then, of course, the attack machine starts on anybody asking those questions. Again, you're a, a hater, a bigot, a racist, et cetera. And that's just to deflect so they don't have to answer the question or the truth won't come out. But it eventually does, and we stayed on this. And as that video shows, you have government contract workers who are sitting there saying that they're not allowed to give or show their IDs 
to the police, (laughs) Westchester County police, who are in charge of security at the airport and the perimeter. They knew nothing about these people coming off the flights, manifests, nothing, where they were being uh, resettled to or, or sent into the community. They knew nothing. And then you had some of the workers, and it's on my Twitter as well, and Rob Astorino, uh, where, you know, not only where they're going, but who they are, which is even more important. Uh, and then you had some of them saying um, that, of course, we, don't, we do this in the middle of the night because we don't want the media to know, we don't want the public to know, so that's why they do it under the cover of darkness. What a betrayal, as it was said. What a betrayal by our government, at all levels, by the way. It's not just the Biden administration. It's Kathy Hochul in New York State that is completely turning a blind eye to this, allowing it. And, you know, why is New York such a magnet? Because New York now gives, uh, if you're a displaced worker and and not even supposed to be in this country, you're here undocumented, but you're a worker, you can get $15,000 in the Displaced Workers Fund. That's right. You get free... Yeah, you get free college tuition. You get free driver's licenses. Do me a, do me a favor, Rob, if you Please. could. Hang tight with us if you could. We're going to sure. go to a quick commercial break, and I want to continue with Rob Astorino, who got this blockbuster videotape showing migrants shipped in the dead of night secretly into Westchester County. We're going to talk more with Rob, who got the video, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue, a driver trapped in his wrecked burning car was pulled to safety thanks to a couple of young Phoenix police officers and their body cameras recorded it all. You can see a man suffered life-threatening injuries but was able to survive thanks to two officers. They burned their arms and hands while getting him out of the upside-down car. Now, police say the single-vehicle wreck happened just around 9 o'clock in the morning. You could see dark smoke pouring off of the car as one of the officers grabbed a fire extinguisher from their SUV. The other officer kneels beside the car, prying the door open and also shoving the side airbag out of the way to get to the driver, who, again, made it to the hospital and incredibly survived. And it's a great reminder of why we should always back our men and women in blue. Well, our law enforcement really has their hands full because they are so fed up on what's been happening at the border. And this is former ICE agent Victor Avila, who explains that he has seen some of these secret flights in the middle of the night uh, that we're going to continue talking about with Rob Astorino, who filmed it in Westchester. But Victor Avila says he has seen them also firsthand as a former ICE agent. This is what the Biden administration has done to our state of Texas and, frankly, the rest of our country with absolutely lawlessness at the border. That's what's happening. There's no enforcement whatsoever. And he says that these secret flights are happening over and over again, and he has seen it firsthand. I have witnessed these individuals, single adult males, get into our country, board commercial airplanes without any identification. And as you heard uh, not so long ago, they're using these warrants, which is just the the paperwork that the Border Patrol gives them to get into this country. I've Mm -hmm. challenged TSA officials at the airport and say, how in the world are you allowing these people from the one time Uganda, Africa, from Uganda, Africa, in front of me, get on the plane with no identification, yet I, if I tried to do the same thing, I couldn't do it. If you're illegally coming into this right. country, 
apparently the rules don't apply to you. It is outrageous, this double standard. And again, here's a little bit more of the videotape that Rob Astorino obtained uh, showing from a body cam footage of a Westchester County police officer um, filming a federal contractor. And listen to, again, how they're trying to kind of do everything on the sneak sneak. Here's a little bit from the body cam footage that has just been released. Technically, we're not supposed to show IDs or anything like that. Like I said, everything's supposed to be hush-hush. But you know what? If I show you my ID and I'm up front with you, the next time you see me, hey, I know who he is. Yeah, it's easy. See what I'm saying? And, then, and if you don't, I could just, just not let you out. <laughs> not only that, but you can also turn around and say, hey, you know what? I'm not in the thing either. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't play that game. You know, I like... Like easy, easy peasy. I like you got a job to do. I got a job to do. We all got jobs to do. Whoa. Here's just a little bit on the sneaky sneaky. And then here again is one of them captured on tape, again, talking about it being, quote, a betrayal to the American people. I get the whole secrecy and all this but this is even about my thing. You know why? Because it gets out. The government's betraying the American people. Wow, the government's betraying the American people. They know it, and yet they're just trying to sneak them in in the middle of the night and hope nobody finds out. And our next guest did find out, Rob Astorino, and shared it with the world, thank goodness, because it is outrageous. Um, Rob, I want to continue with you. You were saying that part of the reason they're also coming to New York is because of what our displaced worker program, but... Wait a minute, the whole point of it is to help people during COVID, not illegals who happen to be coming in illegally, Rob. No, I mean, it's just the absurdity that is New York. You know, we we are a magnet because we're giving away everything to people who aren't supposed to be here in the first place. And this is not an argument against uh, people who are poor or, or come from, you know, rough conditions. My heart bleeds for them. I, it really does. I mean, there are people in, in such bad places, but we cannot be a nation that has no laws. We cannot be a nation that picks and chooses what we want to uh, agree to, you know, enforce or not, just like Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, saying that, you know, he's not going to prosecute crimes that he doesn't like. I mean, that's chaos. And uh, we are either a nation of laws or not. And we're not right now. We're just not. And the, and the border is completely open. In fact, they're just waving them in. And, and by the way, when you get here, we'll put you on a plane and send you to some great places. Uh, and it's just, you know, average normal people who are working hard every day, you know, the, the middle class, they're just getting beaten to a pulp all the time. The government doesn't listen to them. They lie to them, which is even worse. And and they're making their lives tougher because we're now competing for jobs against people who aren't even supposed to be here. We're giving away services and taking away services that belong to citizens. Who are exactly. Paying the bills. Rob, exactly. Like, you know, people are feeling cutbacks everywhere, inflation, um, yeah. you know, all the mandates, all these things. They're feeling, you know, like cornered in. And then yet that border is wide open and they're not vetting. They're not checking. Um, what was the reaction? Have you gotten or heard any reaction from Kathy Hochul or the president or uh, the person who's supposed to be overseeing the border, Kamala Harris, who, by the way, is in Honduras for the inauguration there today, caring about their border, not our border. But what kind of reaction have we gotten from uh, state or federals? Um, wait, we'll do a silence. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, how that's sad it, is that? about it. Yes. How sad <laughs> Kathy is Hochul that, Kathy has, has she's complicit in all this with her silence. She, you know... It, 
if I'm the governor, I want to know who's coming into our state, especially if the federal government is illegally bringing people who don't belong in here into our state when we know nothing about who it is that's coming in. And so she has answered no questions. She uh, is completely turning a blind eye to this because for her, it's much more important to make sure that school children have one, two or three masks on during the day now and that she coddles all the criminals in New York City uh, to appease the leftist radicals as opposed to to what's actually happening in our neighborhoods. So she's been dead silent on this. uh, and, And obviously, even the county of Westchester is complicit in this. You know, it's the county airport. When I was county executive, I knew everything that was happening at that airport if it was out of the ordinary. And, you know, when when the flights were coming in, people knew about it. The neighborhood people were calling and complaining and they did nothing. And then when we confronted them with this, they basically said, well, we really didn't know anything about it. Well, now that you do know about it, what are you going to do to stop it? I would have stood on the damn tarmac and made sure no more planes came in. And and there were lease violations, by the way, for those uh, that were going to those hangars. So there's a lot of things that could have been done on all levels. And they, they did nothing. They chose to do nothing. And once again, they chose to hurt the people they're supposed to be protecting. That would be us, the citizens who actually live here, the Americans. And, um, and they're helping those who are not supposed to be here. You want to go through the process? You should. If you want to be um, an American citizen, go through the immigration process. Rita, I have a friend who is now 10 years trying to get his sister into this country. 10 years he's been going through the process, getting the runaround, mistakes made by um, immigration. He's gone through lawyers, tens of thousands of dollars because he's doing it the right way. I I joked with him the other day. I said, put her on a plane, send her to Mexico and walk her across. I mean, she'll be here in the next day. She'll be full landing in Westchester (laughs) free of charge. Right. Isn't that sad? But you're right. It's like, you know, it's like every it's so tight on everybody else. And yep. at a time right now where we're worried about security, we're worried about the coronavirus, there's so many issues here. Um, I say bravo to you. I am so glad that you blew the lid on this. And you also have more footage now with this obviously coming out, Rob. Um, real quick, what would you do um, if you were governor? Because you're running for, of course, the Republican candidate for New York governor. Real quick, what would you do differently right away? On this issue or just as Yep, governor, on this issue, well, on this issue. On this issue, absolutely, I would make sure it does not happen to any airport in New York. I would demand a list of everyone coming in on those flights and their background checks, and then we would go through the process. No more of this nonsense that, that the state is allowing. Well, bravo for you for blowing the lid off of this. you got to come back on again soon. Um, Rob Astorino, the former Westchester County Executive, also GOP candidate for New York governor, Great to have you here, and bravo for getting and forcing the release of that video, too. So thank you, Rob, so much. Thank you, Rita. Have a great night. Thank you. You, too. Everybody, it's 1-800-848-9222, Wow. What Rob Estorino was just sharing with us as to what is happening and part of the reason they're coming to New York, because they get $15,000 as, quote, displaced workers. Wouldn't we all like to get $15,000 just for nothing for coming into a country illegally? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alan in Spring Valley. Alan, your thoughts about this video that you're hearing. Yeah, hi, uh, Rita. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. That was a great interview with uh, Rob Estorino. Yeah, terrific. And, um, He's I great. Hope he's like a formidable opponent. Um, 
Yeah, this well, this is definitely an impeachable offense. This is outright alien and sedition act by uh, you know by the incompetent uh, Biden administration. But this leads into my next thing, okay? Um, with New York State right now, and it starts at the top with Governor Kathy Hochul, as Rob Astorino put it very well. He was a hundred. He was hundred and ten percent correct. She knows what's going on. She's a stooge of the far left. Okay, you mix this with the no cash bail, radical DAs, criminals running the streets, homeless everywhere. It's like the perfect storm. It starts at the top. We have corrupt criminals in the state legislature who don't give a damn about anybody else but their own pockets and getting and just staying in office. That's all they care about, and they're all caving to the far left. Yeah, we it's it's incredible. Start calling the people out by name. We have two dead police officers who are who are great, you know, brave uh, young men who lost their lives needlessly. Yes, they were. Some criminals that should not been had not been on the streets to begin with. And you have judges who can't enforce the the rule of law. Let's start calling out names. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Alan, I Speaker Paul Heasby and Andrea Stewart Cousin in the Senate. It's 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 filth like this. It's criminals like this who don't won't even want to hold a vote or won't even want to talk about it. It's unacceptable. And until the uh, until the vote uh, citizens and voters demand a change, I hate to say it, it's, it's going to be status quo. We need to be more vocal and say, you know, start calling out the names, telling who they are, calling your representatives, and putting up the pressure, saying, we're, you know, we're done with this. We cannot. This state, this city, cannot survive like this. We need to get back to some type of normalcy. I do give Adams a little bit of credit. I'm not convinced, but so far he has said and done the right things. So yeah, far. he's just got to so he's just got to put more pressure. Yes, I agree with you. And Alan, he's got to put more pressure. And, and I hear you because, you know, I think your analogy, what you just said, is that being a perfect storm is absolutely correct, Ellen, because you're right. It's like at a time where they're allowing these repeat offenders in America that are American citizens and illegals. Uh, I mean, it's like and then you're shipping them in the middle of the night. You're not vetting them, not just for their criminal backgrounds. You're not even giving them health checks either is what Rob Astorino was just saying. I mean, it is stunning in every different direction. And it's it's almost like too terrible to be true, but it's absolutely true. They're doing it in the middle of the night because they know they're sneaking. They know that it's not appropriate. They know the American public would be outraged. And how many cities are like Westchester that they're doing it? Rob got the video, but how many other cities across America? I bet you there's hundreds where they actually have been shipping into the middle of the night and then releasing them into communities at a time where they're telling us to max, you know, mask up, vax up. Um, you know, you can't even get you're treated like a, a criminal if you go into a restaurant and you don't show your vax card. And yet if you're an illegal immigrant, you come and you land in the dead of night and you get 15000 from the state of New York, our taxpayer dollars. That is outrageous. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Joe, your thoughts about this, uh, the secret videotape that we've been talking with Rob Astorino about. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I'll tell you, Rita, men love darkness because their deeds are evil. I think that the president should be subpoenaed. We should get to the bottom of this because I think it's treason. Yeah, I, and it's aiding in a bet and abetting illegal activity. It really is. I mean, it's shocking. They are supposed, as Rob was repeating, they are supposed to be remain in Mexico. That is the plan. And by the way, also on Fox News, stunning report out of Brownsville. They showed hundreds of these folks coming, 
you know, from a bus going into basically a, a, you know, a center where a processing center. And, you know, they always said, okay, well, we're separating. It's only kids. Sometimes if they're by themselves, we feel bad. You see all the people, they're all men. They're all young men. Not a single one was a woman in the, in the footage that Fox was showing in the last 24 hours. It's stunning. And then you put it with what you're seeing here in Westchester. The ones are mostly guys getting off the plane and they're coming, getting released into a city near us. And we're not supposed to be upset about it. I mean, it is. It, it is truly allowing illegal activity to happen. And it is outrageous. And the president needs to answer. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222 is the number to call. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. I always love hearing your thoughts, and I am outraged about this. This, to me, is stunning. What do you think should happen to the president? And what do you think we should do now that we have this footage and you hear it on tape? Rita Cosby is on. And we are talking on the Rita Cosby Show about that blockbuster secret video. It's the body cam footage showing these guys coming in the middle of the night, illegal immigrants who came across the border, getting rewarded by getting flown into Westchester County Airport in the middle of the night. And the secret body cam footage that was obtained by the guest who we just had on, former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, Shows contractors talking, basically saying, you know, I'm trying to sneak them in. Uh, what do I tell my bosses? You know, uh, they're kind of wondering what all these young men kind of doing here. Take a listen. Here's some of the body cam footage. I, I, I believe in the future, though, there's going to have to be some type of just uh, even if it's accountability to our, our command staff. Because, like I said, with the amount of people and everything, it's just, it's, it's not. I gave you that paper. That's yeah. your opportunity. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. Yeah. Make some phone calls. Yeah. Our, our upper, our upper echelon guys were like, how many? What's going on? And like, to, for us to not have any answers is like, you know, what are you doing over there? You know? Yeah, what are you doing? Sneaking them in. And they're wondering, why are all these people coming in the middle of the night to Westchester Airport? And it's happening to airports across the country. And Fox News host Emily Campagno says it's something that we all got to care about it, because guess what? Guess who's paying for it? Us. And remember, it's our tax dollars, our law enforcement time and resources that are spent on this incredible shell game, this logistical myriad that the president has up until now totally denied. And yet spikes risk to safety in communities in such a ton of ways. Yeah, it is our taxpayer. And I do think it's outrageous. The administration needs to answer what is happening. And Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, what's your reaction to them being snuck in the middle of the night? So much so that even law enforcement doesn't know. And when they're asking the federal contractors, oh, oh, I don't know. We're not supposed to know about it. Yeah, it's a betraying the American people. They don't know about it. Ha ha ha. We're sneaking them in. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eric in Manhattan. Go ahead, Eric. Your thoughts. Hello again, Rita. Rita, you know when I saw this coming? Remember way back when when George Bush started referring to illegal aliens as immigrants? And all the left just went right along with it. Rachel Maddow, this is replacement migration. My mother and I, we're both Latinos. We've been strictly, strictly anti-illegal. But yet if you're against these crimes, 
you're called racist and blah, 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 blah. And I, I think we're going to find that George Charles is behind this. Oh, I, by the way, I think I think you're absolutely right, Eric. I think that he's got his fingerprints all over this because he's got his fingerprints all over these soft on crime DAs across the country. You are right. Uh, let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Joe, go ahead. Your thoughts about this. Oh, yeah. Hi, Rita. Uh, I'm the Uber driver that I called you once before. I remember uh, a couple months ago, Joe. It's great to have you back on. What are your thoughts about this? Because weren't you telling me that they were transporting them, putting them in Ubers too? Yeah, I've been to Wilkesboro. I've been to Nazareth, Pennsylvania. I've been to Scranton, and uh, uh, I've taken people from the airport. And of course, I don't know where they're going, but and, it's like and, a hundred mile trip here. And hey, Joe, Joe you're talking about illegal. You're talking about illegal immigrants, right, who come in. You're saying that suddenly they get there and they've got some, uh, like a little cash card or something. Well, you know, I don't pull, I don't ask for ID on anybody, but, you know, the, the, the whole, the, 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 the car ride is all in Spanish the whole way. There, there's really no English, uh, uh, speaking, spoken. And I, you know, sometimes they tell me they're from Honduras or, you know, uh, places like this. And I say, oh, okay, all right, all right, and I just do what I have to do. No, absolutely, uh, Joe. Like, what's your reaction, Joe? What do you think when you when you know you? What do you say to the American public, the people that are listening now? Because obviously, you're just doing your job. They're just asking you to, you know, you're whoever's covering it. But you know, again, it comes through cash card. What do you want to say about how eye opening and how frequent this is? Real quick. Well, it's scary because you know you know these people are unvetted and. Uh, um, you know, you're constantly exposing yourself to a uh, possibility of, uh, of Corona again. You know what I mean? It's a, it, it's not a great thing. I don't think it's great, that good. No. Wow. Joe, thank you so much. I'm so glad you called me back. I remember when you called before. We love your calls and it's so important. And everybody, what an eye opening to hear this footage. When we come back, we're going to talk about a guy who was an illegal immigrant responsible for killing a Texas trooper. That and more. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweeter. One million seven hundred and thirty-four thousand six hundred eighty-six uh, over one point seven million. Those are the number of encounters in the fiscal year twenty twenty-one of people who illegally cross the U.S. border. That is a stunning number, almost two million people. Those are the ones that the border patrol knows about. We're going to talk about that. In this hour of the Rita Cosby Show, we will also take you to Israel uh, because today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And we're going to talk about, sadly, the rise of anti-Semitic attacks that have been taking place across America and across the world. And we're going to be talking to the former ambassador, the former consul general, who is now with Yad Vashem, talking about this and the importance and the lessons 
that we must learn of never forgetting of what happened and why it's important to stand up against evil and speak out when you see things that are improper, that are evil, of people crossing the line. It is an important lesson that we must take into account, especially as we're heading into this year with a lot of things on the line. And when I see what's happening with the border, I think it's evil. I just think it's horrible. When I see it as an open border, it is open for criminals to come across. It's open for cartels to come across. It's not fair to the people that are actually being brought across the border. Human trafficking is at a skyrocketing amount, so much so that there was a press conference today on the border on the U.S. side, and it was with the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, and a whole bunch of attorneys generals from across the country. And what they were saying was stunning. It blew my mind. They were talking about how social media is now being used by these drug cartels in Mexico to recruit young American, mostly guys, um, to basically serve as gophers and as coyotes and to help bring them across the border, human smugglers. So it is heartbreaking to hear of these people who come to America trying to come here for a better life. Um, and many of them are being human trafficked when they come across the border. Many of them are carrying illegal drugs. We're going to get to the like astounding number of that in a moment. And also, often, frequently, criminals with horrible track records have been coming across the border. It is stunning. Some of the new details that we've been getting, especially in the last few days, of the amount of drugs, the amount of human trafficking, and the amount of criminals that are crossing our southern border. And this administration is doing nothing about it. And what's happening with the vice president today? I'd mentioned she's in Honduras. She's there for the inauguration of the Honduran president and to talk with him about protection of their border. What about our border? You're the vice president of the United States. You're not the vice president of Honduras. What the heck are you not doing at the southern border of America? Why are you not there watching what's happening? Why are you not there trying to do something to stop these people who are coming here and getting human traffic, getting sold into human slavery, getting shipped in the middle of the night into Westchester and then getting $15,000 to just go wherever and not even vetted for the coronavirus, not even vetted for their criminal records. It is astounding. Well, here is Governor Greg Abbott, who was talking today about how the consequences of what's happening at that southern border is affecting all of America. The consequences of Biden's open border policies, because of the consequences of Biden's refusing to enforce the laws passed by Congress, every single one of your states, the residents of your states, are facing consequences, sometimes deadly consequences, because of Biden's open border policies. And not only because criminals are coming across the border, and we're going to get to the details of this horrific case of what happened to a Texas deputy. The guy had a rap sheet a mile long, including murder in his background. What was he doing in America? And he got across the border illegally. If that's not evidence to close that border, because there's probably a lot more like him. But there's also a lot of drugs coming across that are killing, killing America, including many of America's young people. Uh, fentanyl is the leading cause of death, by the way, uh, for young people in America age 18 to 45. Not coronavirus, not car crashes, um, not cancer. It is fentanyl. And it's now coming across the border from China, then into Mexico, and then they smuggle it into America. And it gets into many teenagers 
uh, across America, across statewide. Really, this is a huge issue. Take a listen to the voluminous amount of illegal fentanyl that is coming across the border. Governor Abbott talked about it today. It is stunning. Over the past calendar year, the Texas Department of Public Safety and law enforcement here in Texas, they have seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in each of the states gathered here. I said that wrong. Every man, woman, and child in all of the states gathered here combined. That is how deadly this is. Doses to kill more than 222 million Americans. You heard it. 220 million American lives based on the amount of fentanyl because it's so toxic and they found so much of it. And they found even more of it, by the way, since January. I mean, this is just frightening stuff. And Tom Holman, who we've had here on the Rita Cosby Show, the former ICE director, basically Immigrations and Customs Enforcement director, said that this administration, the Biden administration, has surrendered to the bad guys. That border is wide open and the cartels are running the show. Cartels, look, no one celebrated this election more than the cartels because they knew they were back in business and they're taking advantage of this. They pushed those family groups through because they know Border Patrol has to respond to a humanitarian crisis and that's when they put the bad things through. This, the cartels have control of, the, of, of our southern border. I, I had two different chief patrol agents tell me they've lost operational control of the border. It belongs to the criminal cartels of Mexico and Joe Biden gave it to them. And Joe Biden gave it to them. By the way, he was also saying that like half of the border agents basically are not at the border anymore because they're so busy at the processing centers, processing so many of them that are coming through and many of them not even being processed. It is stunning. Take a listen to this exchange with a border agent who is so fed up. He had the opportunity to talk to the head, the Department of, uh, you know, of uh, Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. And he was talking with him, and he is so fed up, he just laid into Secretary Mayorkas again, who's in charge of Homeland Security under President Biden. Take a listen to this exchange. It may appear that everyday country story, we know better. I know better. The commitment remains, and we'll keep fighting. And let me, let me just say, you can turn your back on me, but I'll never turn your back, my back on you. You did the day you were appointed. You turned your back on us is basically what he said. He, I won't turn my back on you. Oh, you've already turned your back on us because they feel abandoned. They feel overwhelmed and they feel that the American public is being deceived. The worst case in point, everybody. And this really makes my blood boil. You know how much I love this country and I love our men and women in blue. You have heard about this story. We know in New York, of course, sadly, the two officers who were ambushed last week. One of them, of course, tomorrow is the funeral for him at St. Patrick's. The wake was tonight. Next week, the funeral for the next one. It is just terrible. And you see the repeat offender that was involved in this one. Well, this one was also a repeat offender in Texas. And this one was also an illegal immigrant. His name is 51-year-old Oscar Rosales. He has now been charged with capital murder in the fatal shooting of Corporal Charles Galloway of Harris County. That's a Texas Uh, Constable Precinct 5. It was basically a routine traffic stop. He just stopped him, you know, in the one weekend in Houston last weekend. And suddenly the guy opened fire on him, killing Officer uh, Officer, uh, Galloway. 
So Officer Galloway sadly lost his life. They tried to figure out who did it, tracked it down, found out the guy was an illegal immigrant. They found him in Mexico, by the way. Thank goodness he was extradited. He's back in the United States where he should be. And I hope they throw away the key. Um, I hope they give him the death penalty. They can do that in Texas. This guy certainly deserves it. And when you hear this guy's background, he's from El Salvador. He had a murder warrant out for his arrest because of a brutal murder that he committed in El Salvador. So what did he do? He crossed the border illegally. He came to America. He also had multiple arrest warrants that were out. He was on felony probation for assault, aggravated assault in the United States and a whole bunch of other crimes. He was kind of going back and forth between Mexico, other parts down there, back to El Salvador, doing whatever. He's got arrest warrants for a murder. And he snuck across the border. If this is not a reason why we need to make sure that that border is safe and secure, this is outrageous. And if this is not a dereliction of duty, I don't know what is when I hear this, that this guy, why was he even walking the streets? Why was he allowed to enter our country freely and go back and forth and back and forth? They found him right away. They found him in Mexico. And now he is finally behind bars. And I hope he never sees the light of day after killing Corporal Charles Galloway last weekend. Take a listen to, this is Harris County DA, Kim Oggs, talking about this. The crime of capital murder can only end two ways. In the death penalty or in life without parole. This case has all the earmarkings and is a death penalty case. Thank goodness it is a death penalty case. You know, throw away the key. This guy, if there ever was one, this is it. But what was he doing in the United States? How was he able to sneak back and forth? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Jennifer, your thoughts about this? It's so outrageous. You know, Rita, I think the saddest part of it is the lack of reaction from the everyday American citizen. I said this to Dominic the other night. Where is the outrage? Where is it? I mean, the men in blue, these police departments, there should be a a nationwide blowout. You know what I mean? Uh, The blue slope. These people, every one of us should be uh, outraged. I think, you know what I think part of it is, Jen? I think part of it, and I want to hear your thoughts too, I feel like they feel demoralized. A lot of the people in law enforcement, they feel they're just, they're so astounded what's happened. They're so frustrated. Um, they feel, you know, uh, abandoned by leadership and it's just happening so frequently. They don't know what to do. They're sort of exasperated. What do you think? But but it's uh, we can't become numb. It, it's look at this is well, if this doesn't encapsulate the worst of the worst. I don't know what does. Yeah, this is beyond apathy, Rita, I've, uh, that this country is exhibiting. You know what we are? We're a big, fat, lazy country who thinks of me, 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 not of, of our country. You know how great this country is. That's why people are yep. breaking into it every day. But we're more than willing, the greater part of us, just to give it away. And, you know, people feel bad if they get called a name, they're racist, they're xenophobic. Well, you know, ask those people, do you lock your door at night to your house? Do you lock your car? Why? Because you don't want any, just any old buddy having at it or coming to live in your home or, or um, you know, take your car. But we're more than willing to do it to the country. Just give it away. Absolutely. And, you know, it, No. And Jen, you know what I think of, Jen? I think of also, you know, how many politicians talk about they condemn, you know, Trump's border wall. 
And yet Tom Holman says the border wall was absolutely working. You talk to any border agent, they'll say the border wall was working. It, it at least helped. It definitely uh, put a block. Also, the remain in Mexico, which, again, the Biden administration's fighting. But you talk to every politician, almost the ones that are opposing the border wall. And I, many of them have a wall around their home. Many of them have hired security around their houses to protect them. And yet they're trying to fight guns. Talk about the hypocrisy of it all. They don't want a wall around the country, but they want a wall around their house to protect their home, their family. What about our country. We're going to continue with your calls. Um, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Former ICE Director, Immigrations and Custom Enforcement Director Tom Holman said the border situation is so different under Trump than Biden. Well, President Trump told Mexico they're going to do more on the border, but at the same time, he built a border wall. He ended catch and release. He detained people. He, he actually enforced the law. He had Title 42. He had to remain in Mexico. President Trump did what this country needed. He let the men and women wearing that green uniform do their job. And he says right now ICE has their hands tied behind their backs. ICE ICE cannot enforce the law anymore. He has come out within the last two weeks and said, you can't arrest somebody for just being here legally. He's telling an immigration officer who's sworn to enforce the immigration law that you can't arrest someone for being an illegal alien. What kind of message does that send to the rest of the world when we're dealing with a border crisis like we are? And Tom Holman also said that right now, the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, is completely ineffective. And for the country to be safe, he needs to be gone. This secretary needs to be removed. Our homeland is less secure under his leadership. Is this something that Alejandro Mayorkas should be removed for? That and the Westchester flights we were talking about. What about President Biden? Why is the media not raising holy heck? I don't understand when there was that press conference the other day. Why wasn't someone saying, hey, what's going on with this open border? It is unbelievable. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, J.C., your thoughts about this. Hey, Rita. Uh, first of all, hats off to uh, the police officers that have passed. Yes, it's absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's such a shame. And uh, hats off to Officer Krupke, the music. The music interludes that you've been playing are unbelievable. Thank you, JC. Real quick, go ahead, JC. I want to make sure I get to you. We should bypass the impeachment, okay? All of these uh, attorney generals and governors, uh, they should just plead to the court, the court that that um, that made the uh, that that said that we should return to uh, remain in Mexico. Yeah, you're right. They're violating that policy. You're, they're violating it. When we come back. We're actually going to go to Israel to talk about International Holocaust Remembrance Day and anti-Semitic attacks. This is The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And we don't need to wait until next November for Veterans Day to celebrate those who have served our country. Lansing, Michigan is putting together an event to share veteran stories with the community there all year long. 
The Lansing Veterans Commission hosts live interviews with veterans to share their stories with the community. They said it's a Lansing citywide initiative to remember, honor, and also to teach. An event is going to be hosted every month this year, each with its own specific veteran-focused theme or topic. And tomorrow's event is going to be an opportunity to hear war stories directly from those who served on the front lines. One of the organizers said, quote, every day is Veterans Day and that we wouldn't be here without their heroic sacrifice. Well, speaking of heroes, it is so important to remember and honor those who endured the horrors of the Holocaust, including Holocaust survivor Ruth Cohen, who spoke today about the need to educate the next generation. I am a Holocaust survivor born in Czechoslovakia. I survived Auschwitz, but lost my mother, brothers, sister, and 59 other members of my family. Like my fellow survivors, I share my experiences so that others may learn about the consequences of unchecked hate and anti-Semitism. International Holocaust Remembrance Day is today, and it is the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau. This day is a powerful reminder that we must stay vigilant in the fight against anti-Semitism and always remember the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust. And joining us now to talk about all of this is the former Consul General from Israel to New York, Danny Dayan. He is also now the chairman of Yad Vashem, which is the World Holocaust Remembrance Center. And he joins us now from Israel to join us here on the Rita Cosby Show. Ambassador Dayan, great to have you here. Thank you, Rita. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you for having me. Yes, and and you and I have known each other for many years, especially uh, when you were the great consul general from Israel to New York. Um, You're now spearheading Yad Vashem, which is such an incredible, powerful place. Um, First off, what is the importance of this day, and especially the message of never forgetting? I think it's our duty to never forget. And, you know, Rita, it's not only our duty uh, for our present days in which, uh, unfortunately, uh, barely 80 years after the Holocaust, uh, anti-Semitism again is going rampant. Uh, and uh, it's not only our duty for future generations. I believe it's also our duty to the victims. I am sure that uh, that young girl that was uh, taken from a cattle train uh, to be immediately upon arrival to Auschwitz, uh, murdered by gas. She expected us in her last uh, moments to know about her, to know who she was, uh, how did she look, uh, what were their, her aspirations in life, uh, who were their parents and family, how did she die. It's our duty to our future generations, but no less than that, is it, it is our duty towards the victims themselves. Absolutely. Why do you think that anti-Semitism still exists? Why is it happening? And in fact, you know, I think about Ambassador Dayan. Sadly, there was that uh, recent hostage taking at the Texas synagogue. Uh, Why are there instances like this happening still in the world? You know, Rita, anti-Semitism does not need reasons. Anti-Semitism only uses excuses. And uh, we see even anti-Semitism in places in which there are no Jews at all, even uh, either because they left or because, unfortunately, they were killed. 
Um, so it's an irrational, irrational hate. But uh, um, I must be sincere with you, uh, Rita. I was naive enough to believe that uh, a few decades after uh, uh, Auschwitz, uh, anti-Semitism uh, that caused so much damage, not only to the Jews, you know, uh, uh, the anti-Semitism of Nazi Germany devastated the entire world. I thought that at least for a century we'd be free from this scourge. But as I said, I was naive. When I arrived to New York in 2016 to serve as Israel's consul general, as you noted, I thought that anti-Semitism will not be high on my agenda. Unfortunately, I was totally wrong. Fifteen Jews, fifteen, one five, were murdered in anti-Semitic attacks during my time in New York, uh, 11 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I arrived there when the bodies were still lying in the floor of, of the Tree of Life synagogue, then one in Poway, California, also on Shabbat morning, uh, two Jews in a grocery store, in a kosher grocery store in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, one during a Hanukkah celebration in Monsey, New York. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, America is not free from this scourge. On the contrary, uh, it has had uh, devastating consequences. You know, um, what I think is so powerful, and I know that you were born in Argentina, Ambassador, and then you came to Israel in your teens, right? Um, I also saw that recently Yad Vashem just opened the first ever Holocaust exhibition in Indonesia, which is the most populated Muslim country in the world. Talk about how important that was. Uh, that is extremely important. I just uh, uh, was happy of even to receive uh, a few minutes ago a, a newspaper clip from an Indonesian newspaper highlighting that uh, exhibition that we opened in Indonesia from all places. Indonesia, unfortunately, does not have even uh, diplomatic relations with Israel, but the fact that they decided the group in, in Indonesia and uh, in, the, in, the, in the opening will be a representative of uh, the government of Indonesia and a representative of Yad Vashem virtually in our case, um, that is extremely significant. I am also in uh, uh, close contact with uh, um, uh, figures and museum directors in, in, in Abu Dhabi and in Dubai, uh, in Bahrain. Uh, actually, I will, I will speak uh, this Friday uh, uh, with the Jewish communities in, in, in the Gulf. Uh, those are uh, exciting developments because, uh, you know, the Holocaust, the Shoah, uh, is, uh, uh, has to have world resilience. Uh, and uh, definitely we will not leave any corner of the world uh, that it will not reach out in order to uh, make sure people remember. Absolutely. And everybody, we're talking to Ambassador Dana Dayan. He is the chairman of Yad Vashem, which is the World Holocaust Remembrance Center, talking to us right now from Israel. You know, the scars of the Holocaust um, stay for generations. Um, you know, there sadly um, are not as many of the survivors living with us, uh, you know, because they're older. Um, and I, whenever I see somebody who survived the Holocaust, I, I just give them a huge hug. It's such an honor to hear them and to hear their stories and to appreciate them and do whatever we can to support them. Um, but it's so important because that time um, can never, as we talk about, be forgotten. It was it was it was just such a horrific period in the world. Explain sort of just for people who are listening in younger generations of just how horrible and reprehensible it is, and how important the message is to stand up against evil. 
Uh, you know, Alita, uh, uh, the Holocaust was a unique event in human history. Uh, people tend to say that uh, the Holocaust was a genocide. Uh, the Holocaust included the genocide, but it was much more than a genocide. It was a unique uh, attempt uh, in human history to completely erase a people from the face of Earth. Not for pragmatic uh, considerations, not because the, uh, there was a territorial dispute or economic uh, uh, interests, simply because of their race, simply because of their uh, nationality. That is unprecedented in human history. You know that uh, uh, even when it was counterproductive for the German war effort, they uh, continue to search, as they said, uh, uh, so maliciously until the last Jew. Um, a, a special boat was uh, sent to a Greek island in order to bring one Jew um, uh, to, to the train station in Piraeus and then to Auschwitz to be killed immediately. Um, that was uh, something, as I said, in, incomparable to any uh, other event in human history. Um, in its totality, in its universality, uh, the attempt was to kill Jews everywhere. Uh, and the moment you were born Jew, I mean, there is nothing you can do or refrain from doing that will make you uh, uh, safe. Um, that is a, a horrific event in human history that we have to, 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 to know and to learn and to commemorate. Absolutely. And um, Ambassador, you know, my father grew up right outside the Warsaw Ghetto and tried to help those inside. And many of his comrades actually were taken to Auschwitz and other camps. So it's so personal uh, to me. And I just I commend you and everybody there at Yad Vashem, all the incredible work you're doing, because so much of it is also education. Um, How pivotal is that? And tell us about the mission of Yad Vashem, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center, because I know you're calling us now from Israel. Yes, of course, we have our uh, International School of Holocaust Education in which we try to educate multi- educational multipliers. Uh, we, have, we try to educate there to reach out in, in many countries in the world, in dozens of countries in the world. We educate uh, uh, in the past uh, personally, now uh, uh, mostly virtually uh, because of COVID, um, educators, teachers, professors, uh, journalists, uh, diplomats, uh, those that... Uh, uh, when we educate them on, on what happened in those dark days, dark days of humanity, they can educate and influence uh, others. And we do it uh, constantly. I uh, hope that also successfully. But, you know, Rita, we also host in uh, Yad Vashem uh, very frequently uh, world leaders, uh, that every world leader, every dignitary that comes to Israel in an official visit or semi-official visit comes to Yad Vashem. And I tell them two things. Uh, There are many lessons from the Holocaust. Uh, And as long as those lessons are drawn by decent persons and moral persons, uh, all of them are legitimate. Uh, But I have my two special lessons uh, that I point out to to, to world leaders. Uh, The first one is the uh, existential importance of the state of Israel. Um, the state of Israel is the only guarantee that uh, it will not happen again. If, and if, God forbid, uh, it happens, uh, uh, the, the Jews will find the safe haven 
in, in Israel, not like the St. Louis boat that uh, with Jewish refugees from Germany and Austria that wandered from port to port, from dock to dock, and nobody let them uh, uh, um, come to safety, and they had to return to Europe to be killed there. Uh, as long as Israel exists, and Israel will exist forever, uh, that situation will not repeat itself. And the second thing is, when you see anti-Semitism, combat it immediately, forcibly, decisively, because we know what probably that generation didn't, that anti-Semitism, if not confronted immediately, can grow to monstrous dimensions. Absolutely. Such a powerful, powerful message. Well, I have been to Yad Vashem there in Israel, and I encourage everybody to go also to find out information about it. They can go online and check it out, too, as well. And not just today, but every day, uh, the message should be never, ever forget. Um, Keep up the wonderful work and the incredibly important and historic work that you're doing, Mr. Ambassador, and give my best to everybody there at Yad Vashem in Israel. Thank you so much. And uh, indeed, uh, I call upon uh, uh, any person that uh, uh, has uh, uh, want to commemorate, to come to Israel, to come to Jerusalem, to come to Yad Vashem. You know, people say that there are sacred places in Jerusalem to three uh, religions. I think that Yad Vashem is a sacred place for all humanity, for all mankind. I agree. Thank you for being with us. A real honor, Mr. Ambassador. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. And so great to talk with them from Israel about International Holocaust Remembrance Day. By the way, um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced today that City Hall and other municipal buildings are being lit up tonight. You may see them across not just New York, but really around the country in honor of International Holocaust Remembrance Day and all those lives lost during the Holocaust And by the way, also tomorrow, Governor Kathy Hochul has announced that flags on state buildings will be flown at half staff in honor of fallen New York City police officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. Those, of course, were the two young officers who were ambushed on Friday night responding to a domestic call in Harlem. Uh, Today was the wake for Jason Rivera at St. Patrick's, a C of NYPD men and women in blue and just people in the community. It was really beautiful just to see how many people came out. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be the funeral and Governor Hochul is going to be there. Also the Lieutenant Governor and also Mayor Eric Adams. And of course, so many people in the New York committee. Um, By the way, many people from around the country, different law enforcement from around the country are coming in uh, to honor this great hero. We're going to talk about him And when we come back, talk about the importance of appreciating law enforcement and how this anti-police rhetoric that we're seeing around the country has to stop as well as repeat offenders. That when we come back on The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show in our new Protecting America podcast, which goes up, by the way, midday tomorrow on WABCradio.com. I spoke to Deputy DA of Los Angeles, John Hatami, who discussed the importance of supporting police. How much do you think this rhetoric from, you know, these individuals that are just, you know, I feel like they're in an alternate universe when I hear this, John Hatami? 
No, I, I, I think I think you're right on regarding the rhetoric. Here, here's here's the situation: the overwhelming majority of police officers all over the country are good people. They don't get paid that much, and they deal with a lot. And remember, everywhere they go, usually um, it's the worst situation for everybody involved because they're going out to crimes and things where, where something bad happened to somebody. So it's already a difficult situation. And people have to remember, if we don't have police officers, who's going to help children? Who's going to help child abuse victims? Who's going to help domestic violence victims? Who's going to help hate crime victims? Who's going to help the most vulnerable in our society? You know, and this, a lot of this started with the defund the police movement. Um, and, you know, well, what about um, maybe we should defund politicians? Um, you know, there's a lot of different groups and organizations that don't do a good job. And, and I can tell you, politicians are one of them. And we're going to have the full podcast. By the way, he works right under the soft on crime DA, George Gascon, but can't stand him. He hates his policies. And he said he's there to make sure that justice is served. How great is that? Uh, that he still works there. He's a civil service, by the way, in Los Angeles, so he can't get kicked out. He said he and George do not see eye to eye. And I give him a lot of credit as a blockbuster podcast, and we're going to put it up tomorrow, uh, where he says we have to support our police 1,000%. And by the way, today thousands came out for the wake at St. Patrick's Cathedral for 22-year-old NYPD cop Jason Rivera, who was ambushed last Friday. They all came out to honor him and honor the great NYPD. And here's a little bit of some of the mourners who came out there. You could walk out the house and you might think that you're going to save lives and you are going to save lives, but you're going to risk your own life, you know. We as a country have to dig a little deeper and look within and say, what what are we really going to do? What are we really stand for? Every morning, put on their uniforms, kiss their families goodbye without knowing if they're going to come back alive that evening. And these two officers didn't. We have to be able to communicate and amalgamate our thoughts so we will be able to make New York City a better city to live in. The community, the police department will will work with each other, with the community, to make the community stronger and to interact with the police department on a positive note. I'm so heartbroken for their families. I'm, I'm heartbroken for the NYPD. Everything that being reported about how he wanted to bridge the gap between the communities and the police department, he was serious about that. It hit hard. I mean, his parents is grieving. You know, you got to remember, he's a child. Forget the uniform, he's a child. And he was a child, 22 years old, Jason Rivera. By the way, his funeral is tomorrow morning, and we will talk about it certainly tomorrow on the show. I'm sure it's going to be extremely emotional. I know I'm going to be crying and getting choked up. Um, when I hear people talk about this amazing, amazing man who is dedicated to helping the community, like all the men and women who put on the uniforms. Let's go to Ted in Canada. Ted, you're calling here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts about all this? Uh, I don't know. It, it seems all tied together. The, uh, the America's falling apart. And I believe George Soros is one of the biggest problems in the United States. Now, Ted, I you're in, you're in be. Canada. What what is that the way that you guys just see it? I, I feel like we are in so many ways. There's so many good people, but there's a lot of these policies. There's a that, lot of evil. Yeah. Like George Soros should be charged as, as a terrorist. Hunt him down and do what they did to a bin Laden. Just get rid of this guy. 
Wow. Well, he certainly is putting a heck of a lot of money into so many DAs across the country, including, by the way, this Gascon. Um, he put in $3 million into Gascon. He put in a million bucks into Alvin Bragg in New York. And I agree with you that he is basically supporting these people who are destroying the fabric of America and not holding criminals accountable. Again, tomorrow, I hope you think about a moment of silence at 9 a.m. during the funeral of Jason Rivera. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.